there, and welcome to Homeschoolhood, the show and community where we talk about all things education and parenthood and the beautiful mess where they intersect homeschool. I'm Erica Ladd, former public school teacher and parent turned homeschool mom to my two elementary age daughters. I never thought we'd homeschool, but we tried it during the pandemic and haven't looked back. Whether you homeschool or not, my hope is that you find encouragement, practical ideas, and some real talk about raising and educating tiny humans here on Homeschoolhood. Hello, welcome back. Well, friends, the last quarter of the school year has truly flown by for me, and it's been a while since we've had a new Homeschoolhood episode. So let's kick off the summer with some reflections on how our 2021-22 school year went. We are officially done with the girls' third and fourth grade year and our second official year homeschooling as a family. So I'm going to share what went well, what was challenging, what we loved, and what we're ditching, all the things. But before we get into that, if you have missed me here as much as I've missed you, um, make sure you also check out my other podcast with my good friend Kelsey, the Girl Next Door podcast. We talk about everything from racism to celebrities, and I think you'll really love it. So go check that out wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, let's talk about what went well this homeschool year and why. The first thing is... Um, I started doing my planning for homeschool weekly all in one place. I used my Plum Planner, customized homeschool planner, and um, that has like a week spread where I could have room for all of my lesson plans, plus sports activities, to-dos, what we're having for dinner. Everything was in one place, and I... It all overlaps when you homeschool, and I know that some people love having a separate planner, but for me, it really helped to be able to see it all at a glance. I found it way more helpful. Um, Usually on Saturdays or Sundays, I would take a couple of hours and just plan out our week, um, write in what we're having for dinner, write in all of the things, and it just really, really helped. I liked the plum paper uh, planner, but honestly, it was a little bit more than I needed even. And so I'm really excited to try the School Nest homeschool planner, which is set up even better for how I use it. And I will link to both of those in the show notes. But my planning this year, I actually stuck to it. I feel like I did a really good job of, you know, long-term planning and short-term planning and and sticking to my plan. So that was a win. Something else that we did very consistently this year that really made a difference in our relationships and our homeschool day in general was our morning work and morning basket routine to start the day. So every morning, usually sometime between 8.30 and 9, the girls come upstairs and get their morning work started. These are things that they can do independently, like handwriting practice, spelling, um, writing in their journal, the prompt every day. So things that they automatically know how to do. That gives me a minute to get things gathered up. When I was a classroom teacher, we did something very similar. If you've heard of like bell work, it really helps to transition into the school day to like get them busy right away and give you a minute to get your bearings. So that is really helpful. And then we are, then we sit down after about, you know, 20 minutes of them working on those things. We sit down for a morning basket time. And that just means basically like a time to go through any resources you want to go through. So this year in our morning basket, I put a lot of things that Um, really focused on like social emotional learning and health and just kind of rotated through resources. 
And I have seen such a huge improvement in this area with being able to identify and talk about feelings and express themselves and ask honest questions. And I really think it's due to our morning time routine and some of the things we read about. It also really helps like... I find it's a good place to put books about puberty or books about, you know, talking about feelings and more sensitive subjects because it's almost like this um, academic buffer to talk about those things with them where they feel like it's not weird and you didn't randomly bring it up on the way to gymnastics practice or whatever. So it just it just was like a holding space to talk about all of these um thoughts as they're maturing, as they're figuring out how the world works. And it just was really, really cool. So that is that was a win for this year. The other thing I implemented um, probably, I think after Christmas actually, because I found we had a rough first semester overall, and I'll get into that in a minute, but I really found that they needed a little extra motivation um, because there is no like, I'll call your mom if you don't do your work. You know what I mean? Everything is happening at home. So they were really testing the boundaries a little bit with you know, their motivation with their respectful attitude showing up to school every day. And just, you know, it's that second year the novelty was wearing off. It was like, oh, we're doing this for real. Let's see how far I can push it. So I started um, a student planner system because I noticed too that they were they were just real resistant. Like every time I mentioned like, okay, we're going to move on to math or okay, we're going to do this now. It was like every time there was pushback, every transition. So I got them cute little notebooks a planner is maybe too sophisticated of a word because really it's just a notebook that I make a checklist in for them every day with the work that they're going to actually be responsible for. So they can see how much they actually have to do. It also really helps me gauge like, is this too much on their plate for today? Do we need to save something for another day? And it was just like a little checkbox situation. And then if they got all their work done, with good attitudes mostly and respect, um, they got a screen time token. So we also implemented kind of along with this a a token system for our screen time. As they get older, they want to watch more on their iPads, do different things like that. And I was just finding it was way too easy for me to, you know, depend on the TV or the iPad after a long day of homeschooling, which, you know, we definitely still use it, but I was depending on it a little bit too much. And then I was just constantly getting asked also if they could, you know, be on their screen. So they get a 45 minute screen time token for every good school day. I also use it. I give them like a 15 minute one if um, I just like catch them being good or they worked really hard on something or were really helpful. So it's just a little extra incentive. And then they have to turn in those tokens if they want to watch a show or a movie or play games on their iPad other than like if we're doing those things all as a family in the evening or something. But if they want to just do that in their own free time when their work is done, they have to use tokens for it. And it's just really worked well. Let me know if you have any questions on that system because I kind of went through that quickly, but I have found it so, so helpful. I just got some blank like poker chips from Amazon and wrote different time increments on them. And they're just, I also feel like it's teaching them how to manage their time, how to make decisions about how they use their time. And it's just been a a win. So school has gone much more smoothly since we started that. The other thing we all absolutely loved was their musical theater program. This was brand new for us this year. COVID meant we didn't have a whole lot of extracurriculars, but this year we started to get back into some of that. And they had a local children's theater program did a homeschool specific 
um, group that met on Thursday afternoons. So it was just one rehearsal, 1.30 to like four on Thursday afternoons all semester. And then they put on a play at the end and it was Beauty and the Beast Jr. And this was so good for all of us in so many ways. We all love theater. They've learned a ton. They've come out of their shell a ton. They got to hang out with other kids, other homeschool kids. They got to practice, you know, their public speaking, their singing, their getting up in front of people. Like there's theater is so good for kids in so many ways. And I just absolutely love it. So we are for sure, we're doing a little summer camp with them this year. And we're also definitely doing the program again in the fall because it was incredible. So that kind of became like a big elective for them that I didn't have to teach and I could drop them off on a Thursday afternoon for a few hours and go run errands or read a book. And it was lovely. We also have a little mini homeschool group um, of core people. And we tried to make this more of a formal co-op this year. And we, you know, with rotating teaching different things. And honestly, we just found that it was like too much on all of our plates. So just getting together semi-regularly with them, even if informal, we got together for field trips and things. We uh, went to a couple plays together. We just had some park play dates together and picnic lunches. Um, and just getting together semi-regularly once or twice a month was awesome. And so that community was really good for us this year. I added something for writing that I feel like made a giant difference this year. I felt like my kids needed more explicit teaching in writing um, and how to structure their writing and kind of a step-by-step to follow. They're great about creative writing and getting ideas out, and we've always kind of focused on that, but they're just getting to these ages where they really need more of a game plan for their writing, starting to write reports and things like that. So... I had heard really good things about IEW, Institute for Excellence in Writing, their structure and style program. So we got level 1A. And this comes with video lessons that the creator of the program teaches. And then it literally walks them through step by step. And I am so, there is some magic to this program. It does things a little differently than I have done, like teaching writing in the past to this age level. But they have like internalized it so much. They can now take that model and like apply it to anything. They can write a paragraph or three about basically anything. Um, Their writing has improved so much and it's all due to IEW. So I cannot say enough good things about it. Along with it, they have a program called Fix It Grammar. And we got their first um, book in that series, The Nose Tree. And it's hard to explain without showing you, but it's basically a whole story Um, throughout the book, but is broken up into a sentence or two on each page that needs editing and needs finding certain parts of speech, certain punctuation, things like that. So they just kind of do that every day. And the grammar that they are learning and the structure from this is incredible. So we are going to absolutely continue with that also. The other big switch we made, we were kind of all over the place for math last year and tried a few different things. And It was fine and they learned a lot, but this year I really wanted to dive into a good math program that we could kind of sink our teeth into and maybe stick around with for a while. So we started Singapore Dimensions Math and this is challenging, I'm not going to lie. It is about a year ahead of traditional public schools in the U.S. here, at least in terms of when they introduce things, Um, but it is... The, the way that it teaches for deeper understanding, I I seriously could do a whole episode about just that. But we are loving that. That is working 
so well. There was definitely a bit of a learning curve at first, but now it is working really, really well. So that was a win. Also, we found typing.com, which is a completely free typing program. And it kind of gamifies typing, but not too much where they're not really working on their skills. And their typing has gotten incredible this year, just from doing like a 20 minute lesson on that every day. So loved that. All right, now on to the challenges this year. What was challenging and why? Um, First semester, as alluded to, was rough. Number one, I definitely had some mental health things um, brewing probably from the pandemic even that were exacerbated. I struggle with like um, PMDD and like hormonal major effects on my mood during that time of the month. So I needed to really, really address that this year. And I did, and that made a huge difference, but it did make the first couple of months kind of rough. Um, We got a new puppy in October, which was lovely and amazing, but also took a lot of our time and energy. And really, I mean, she was kind of the catalyst for me getting the help that I needed because I felt like, okay, puppies are stressful, but she's kind of showing me just how little bandwidth I was really operating under um, and really kind of drove that point home. So puppies and Prozac for the win. (laughs) Also, I just think, like I said earlier, the second year novelty was really wearing off for all of us, right? Like there was resistance. There was figuring out how to um, continue homeschooling because last year everything was new and exciting. And we were really like, okay, how do we get into some routines that are sustainable in the long term? Even just like figuring out how to restart a more normal life and schedule in this new phase of COVID that we're in, where life is carrying on, we're just kind of managing it. Um, You know, the first year we homeschooled, it wasn't even an option to have sports to work around or, you know, meetups with friends and things like that. So we added a lot more in. And it was a juggling act to kind of figure that out. I'm sure that that was a common experience, whether you homeschool or not. Like when life kicked back into gear, it was like, oh, I'm out of practice and I'm not sure how to fit all these pieces together. And so that was a bit of a challenge this school year. The other thing I think was that I got excited the more and more I learned about homeschooling, the more and more I realized this was going to be Um, a longer term thing for us. And I think I just added way too much in way too fast right away. I got excited about all the shiny things, all the resources, all the books, all the unit studies. And I think I hit the ground running a little too hard in uh, August. And so I kind of learned to scale back to the essentials, especially while Peggy was a tiny puppy and that got us back to where we needed to be. Um, And then kind of slowly added things back in. I will say also, I really learned after this rough start to the second year of homeschooling that I want to do more of like a year round modified schedule. I don't want to take as long of a summer break because when you're at home where school is happening and then you just take out the school part, the kids are like itching for something to do. And, you know, we live in a place where we live in Arizona where it's hot. They can't just go spend all day outside when it's 110. So it's our summers are very different. So we have shortened our summer. We've added a few activities in. So it still feels like a break and a change of pace. Um, But we're going to get back to the schooling and our regular routine a little quicker this year. All right. Things that I am keeping that were amazing. 
keeping all of our extracurriculars. We absolutely loved the musical theater program that is staying. Uh, Vanessa is on team now for gymnastics, so she will have gymnastics three times a week. And that is that is actually ramping up for us, but she loves it. She's great at it. It's great for her, so we're keeping that. Julia started jujitsu second semester, so Jeremiah takes that also, and she started along with him, and we're keeping that. She's loving that. We're keeping our Singapore Dimensions math. We're keeping our IEW and our Fix-It Grammar. Those are working beautifully. What is changing? I'm really excited about this one. So we are adding in um, a Friday enrichment program. So public schools get funding um, to do extracurriculars and different things like that with uh, even homeschooled kids. Well, the way that our county has done it is it's all kind of put into one program that meets at one of the public schools. So my girls will be in a program for fourth to eighth graders where they can do things like band and choir and, um, you know, some art and different PE classes. They get to do the junior achievement biz town through this program. So it's really cool because it gives me a day. It's a regular school day. Um, we are going to fit in our academics, you know, Monday through Thursday, and then they get all that extra stuff that they, that homeschoolers do tend to miss out on if they aren't in something like that. So I am really excited about that. It is completely free to me. We are signed up, ready to go for that. The other thing that's changing is our language arts, language arts. If you homeschool, you know, this is a, it's always a grab bag. Okay. I, this is my strong suit. I feel so strongly about this. We tried lightning literature this past year. And while they loved the books, actually, we had no problem with the book list. They just did not love the program. And I think it didn't really meet them exactly where they were at. And there was so much resistance to doing the work that was in the workbooks where I, they love a workbook. And I thought it was going to kind of simplify things. There's just like a little bit of grammar and a little bit of comprehension every day that goes along with whatever they're reading. The writing went along with what they were reading, but they were more resistant to that than anything else. And so finally we let it go. I'm like, okay, this is not working. We are going to stop doing this. And we did Brave Writer and we did some other things, but next year I'm excited to try, we're going to be using together because they're at such similar levels now that they both are very fluent readers that we are going to use um, Blossom and Root Level 4, Heroes and Myths. And that encompasses their literature study, their grammar. Um, there's writing components to that too. And we're going to see how that goes and give that a whirl. Also, social studies and science getting revamped. <laughs> I will talk to you more about that later, but it's too much for this episode. I have a whole, I have a whole flow chart mapped out. Don't you worry. Okay, finally, a question that I asked myself that I think is important to think about. Um, and really, even if you, you know, think about this for your kids, even if they go to public school or private school, some of these questions are really helpful to think about as you're transitioning into summer and into a new school year. Like, what do you want to keep? What is working well in your schedule? What needs to change? So my final one is, what am I most proud of? Number one, pulling through a rough start to the year and finding our rhythm. The butterflies and unicorns wore off a little bit. And instead of saying, you know, ugh, this doesn't work anymore. I can't do this. It was, we, we kept going. We knew that there's going to be ups and downs. We kept going. I'm really proud of the girls for turning some things around in terms of attitudes, working hard on their like big feelings and their reactions to things. I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of myself for getting the help I needed to be the best mom and teacher I can be. That is 
not an easy thing sometimes. And the difference that a very small thing has made in how I interact with my family daily, how I am able to handle stress is enormous. And then those just the leaps that the girls have made this third and fourth grade year in math in particular, in writing, in that social emotional learning and maturity that I talked about. It's just so cool to be a part of that, to know that, you know, parents are always involved in their kids learning, but to know that that, like we did that together. I was directly responsible for all that learning and we made it happen. That just feels really good. So that is it for the reflections of this school year. We are going into kind of our summer learning, which is some reading, some light math, um, some fun things. And then they've got a couple camps and things, like I said, and then we're going to be starting probably mid to end July again with our new school year. So I will keep you posted about all of that, but I just kind of wanted to let you know, check back in about how our school year went and hoping to be here more regularly. So time for a homeschool hack. All right. This is something I figured out the hard way because (laughs) I've learned tons from homeschooling moms online. I have, I'm reading the books. I'm on the websites. Like I have too many ideas floating around in my head And I finally, it dawned on me to use my notes app in my phone to keep a specific list of ideas that I might want to try someday or change for the next year in the moment or a program that maybe I came across that's not until middle school and I want, I just need a placeholder for it. So that is just the peace of mind that that gives me to just have a collection of all these ideas helps me from getting squirrel brain with it and thinking that I need to remember it all. So if you don't already have a note in your phone for things you might want to try someday in your homeschool, I highly suggest it. (laughs) It's just a great holding place. It will calm your nerves to just have it all in one place. All right, that is it for this episode. Thank you so much as always for listening. And let's just chat about it over on Instagram. If you have any questions about anything that we used this year, Um, or any recommendations, let me know. I am at Lad Erica over there and I do videos about books, curriculum, resources, just kind of show you what life looks like as a homeschooler. And I would love for you to join me over there. You can also find the show notes for this episode with links to anything I mentioned in your podcast player. And I'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, send me an email at hellohomeschoolhood, all one word, at gmail.com. Until next time, remember you are your child's first and most important teacher and you've got this.